You're listening to Speech at Home, a podcast that offers tips and ideas for parents of children with speech and language disorders. I'm your host, Danica Federi, and I'm a speech and language pathologist. Hi, you're listening to another episode of Speech at Home, and in this episode, I'm bringing on another guest, SLP, and her name is Marie. And I wanted to bring her on to share a little activity with you guys to practice language with your little ones. So hi, Marie. Thank you for coming on. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So do you want to tell us what kind of SLP you are, what population you work in, and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. I'm um, a preschool speech language pathologist. So I work in a public school district with preschoolers who range from mild to more severe um, delays. We have a full inclusion preschool program. So our students have the opportunity to learn from peers and teach their peers all about just their development. And so it's a really cool program. And I really enjoy getting to collaborate with teachers and parents in the classroom setting. Nice. So Marie is a preschool SLP, which means she gets to have a lot of fun with her kids because kids that age love doing activities. They love stickers and all that stuff. So she has a ton of fun ideas for practicing speech and language. So uh, what activity will you be sharing with us in this episode? So I'm going to, I got a little creative back in March when our school shut down and I wanted to provide activities for parents to do at home with their little ones. And since it was springtime, I thought it'd be fun to do a little gardening activity. And so I created just a little way to set up how to either do a pretend play activity with gardening or uh, actually go outside and make a little garden with your little one and work on all kinds of speech and language as you do it. Nice. So do you want to tell us how we set up this activity and then how we can work on language with it and all that stuff? Yeah, definitely. So, well, I always recommend, especially when you're doing something that's new with your little one, you first kind of front load or you give a background to whatever it is. So a really easy way to do that is to read a story. And Danica, I can actually give you, if you want, a list of the books that I would recommend to read for gardening. There's uh, you know, there's some Eric Carle books, some Lois Elhurt books. Um, so I always recommend reading a story that facilitates understanding and kind of builds that familiar context with your little one. Also, it includes some of the key vocabulary you might be working on in the actual activity. So that's a really good way to kind of throw that in there and build the knowledge around that as well. And Then when you're setting it up, you talk about what you need to do it first, right? It's like creating a grocery list. We don't just go to the store. Well, some some of us do. But when you know what you want to cook or make, you first create a list. So it could be really fun if you, you know, create a list. Maybe if you have pictures of objects first and then you can go look for them wherever you keep your gardening tools. And so, you know, you might need, you know, a shovel, something to dig with, right? A watering can, things like that. And then you find them. Then you go into planting your plant. And I don't know if I said it yet, but this activity could be something, again, you go outside and do, but you could also do this um, and work on some pretend play or imaginary kind of skills, skills. So you could either, I mean, you could utilize things you already have that look like the things that maybe you would use to garden, like a spoon could be a shovel if if that's more easily accessible. Or you can, I mean, I know like I've found dollar 
target dollar spot <laughs> gardening tools. And so that's what I use in the speech room. And we'll just, um, you know, you could use kinetic sand, you could use Play-Doh to kind of pretend to do this activity as well and still use all the vocabulary, still use that story. And then you go into the sequence of, once you gather all your things, you go into the sequence of actually planting and talking about the process of that. And so there's a lot of great sequencing that goes into that as well. And so when you look at like the speech and language side of this, there's a lot that goes into working on, or there's just a lot of skills that you can work on in this. So the very first thing is attending to that story. Um, that might be something, maybe that story is something that's really exciting and you can make it exciting. And, you know, there's so many ways to make books books fun. You can be animated when you read it and talk about what you're going to do after you read it. And then that receptive language, and I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier when I first talked about doing a book, but you're working on building that understanding of what this activity is. And then there's also a lot of great vocabulary, a lot of great functional vocabulary in this activity that you can work on. So you can work on things like in or out or on, um, you know, when you're putting the seeds in the dirt or you're taking you know, out your tools or pouring the water. Pouring is a really fun one. And the reason I also love this too is because you, when you're pouring water, that's such a fun visual, like it's very visually stimulating to watch water go like fall from the watering spout. And it's something I've noticed with my students when we pretend to do this, I'll actually put water in and make it so, you know, we're pouring it into something that's appropriate. Right. I'm not going to make too much of a mess. And so it just, it tends to kind of get attention a little bit too. But anyways, um, I go off on tangents a lot. So there's a lot of, and I don't know, I can maybe provide you a list, Danica, if you want, of all the functional vocabulary. That would be great. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, I could go on and on and I, I don't want, <laughs> it's probably easier if you're like, okay, I know I can work on functional vocabulary. Here's the list. Right. That would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot. And then also, you know, you can throw in new uh, vocabulary terms. Maybe dig is one that's not you don't use it every day but it's something fun for kids to do and they're learning that action word and there's emotion with it so maybe while you're reading the story you know you're pretending to dig and teaching what that is and then the, my favorite thing about this activity is that it's a beautiful opportunity to work on sequencing so working on first this then we do this last we do this because it really helps build the organization of language working on those first then last types of things and it's so um, you're, you're actually doing it. You're doing those actions. It's not, you know, when you do like a story first, this happened, then this happened last, this happened. That's awesome. And that's a really good way to work on that too, but getting to actually do the action of it and then see something come from it, um, like the plant itself. So, you know, sometimes that's going to take a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> so it might be something, you know, that again, if you're doing this in a pretend play situation, maybe you have like a fake plant ready to go um, to show that it grew. But it's also a great opportunity to talk about, you know, the process every day as you're waiting for that real plant to grow too. So you read that story again and then go out and check on your plant, make sure you're watering it and it's getting sunlight and things like that. And then there's a lot of opportunities for repetition. And like, again, going outside every day, checking your plant, watering it. So you put in the water, you know, and you're continuously doing that to work on those words, work on that receptive language and work on that expressive language too. 
And as you go, maybe you're really wanting your little one to start saying put in. So you're starting, you know, saying we're gonna and give them a chance to say put in or water or whatever that is, whatever works. Um, you can work on where questions. There's a lot of great spatial concepts that are in this too. Again, those in, on, out and things like that. So lots of fun things. And again, I'll make sure that um, you, Danica, have the links and all the info that goes into this too. Perfect, thank you. And I think you also uploaded a video on this, right? <laughs> so I know sometimes when we describe these things in the podcast, it's hard for parents to imagine. So I'll go ahead and link that video that you made if you wanna send me the link um, and I'll put it in the description. That way you guys are able to watch it and I'm sure the kids would love watching the video too because it's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and actually I did it with the intention for like of setting up that sequence. So I made sure I went over it once, I think, in the video, just like typical, like just like I talk fast. So, you know, normal speed for me. I did it again. So that way my students could sit and watch and yell out, you know, what I was supposed to do before I did it. So it's it's a fun kind of interactive video. So I'll definitely give you that. Perfect. Thank you. So I love that this activity is super fun because I know a lot of us are still kind of sheltering in our homes. So I feel like it's such a fun activity to do and kind of go outside and get some fresh air. You can do it in your backyard and, you know, like just taking all the sunlight because it's hard being trapped in your home all day. So I'm yeah. sure your kids would love to go out and do something fun. But like she said, if you have, if you don't have a backyard or if you have a small place, you can always do this inside your home and kind of just do pretend play with it. So Marie, thank you again for coming on and sharing that tip with us. It's, it was super fun. Um, and I hope parents are able to try it with their kids. Thank you so much. Have a lot of fun, guys. So that was Marie. She's a kindergarten SLP. And I hope you guys are able to try this activity out at home. It sounds super fun. I'll have to do this at home as well over teletherapy with my kids because it just sounds like a really fun, really engaging activity. And before I end this podcast, I just want to say Marie also has her own speech podcast and an Instagram, and I'll link both below. And her speech podcast is filled with so much wonderful information for both parents and SLPs. So I'll put that below and thank you guys again for listening to another episode. If you are enjoying these episodes, please feel free to leave a rating or a review and listen in again next week for another episode of Speech at Home.